Dwight Taylor, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. Every summer in Kansas City, 25 men have one simple mission, to win. Starting pitchers, corner power hitters, middle relievers, speedy gloves up the middle, closers, utility infielders, backup catchers, and they're each remembered here. From 1969 to last year, all Royals careers have been preserved with the most comprehensive collection of facts, memories, and stories in existence. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. Welcome in to Clubhouse Conversation. It's Davo, and as I've said since day one of beginning Clubhouse Conversation, the ultimate goal of this website, well, number one is, of course, to promote the Kansas City Royals, both current and past. But more than that, I love talking to and honoring and remembering every single player to ever appear in a game for the Royals. So whether they were here for 10 years, 10 days, what have you, I want to talk to them. They're all a part of Royals history, and today... We're joined by Dwight Taylor. He's a man that played for the Royals during the 1986 season. Dwight Taylor, one time, by the way, in the minor leagues, I had to triple check this. He stole 95 bases in a season. Dwight Taylor, a speedster, an outfielder that helped Arizona win the 1980 College World Series after getting a game-winning hit. That team was filled with future MLB players, that 80 Arizona team. And Dwight Taylor nowadays living in Mississippi, just a neat man, a very, very kind man. And he joins us here on Clubhouse Conversation from Mississippi. Dwight Taylor, how's it going? Good to finally talk to you. Dave, I'm great, man. Since my uh, retirement from baseball, I'm actually a success champion. I don't know if people know what that is, but it's a continuous improvement coordinator at a company that uh, I'm working with. Uh, Sometimes do a little traveling. Uh, training. I've also did a little coaching, baseball, some of the other sports, football, basketball, just kind of getting out there, try to help some of the uh, younger kids get a foothold, not just in athletics, but in uh, life in general, but through the realm of uh, athletics. Very cool. And you're living down in Mississippi these days, right? Yes, I am. I'm actually living in Jackson, Mississippi. Never been there. I've been to 42 states, but I hear it's, it's beautiful down there. We've, also, we've got a, a, an outfielder on the Royals right now from Mississippi also, Gerard Dyson's from down there. So. Yes, yes. It's what you call country living. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you still follow baseball much at the major league level? I, I do. I kind of keep up with it. I'm not every day into it, but I look here and there and uh, kind of take a look at what's going on. Very cool. Well, are you ready to take a journey back in time right now? Oh, well, let's go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, you went to Fremont High School in uh, South Central L.A., and you graduated in 1978. So what sports did you grow up playing, and then was baseball your first love? Baseball was my first love. I was actually did some of the other sports also in high school. I played varsity baseball, basketball, and football. also ran a little cross-country. The cross-country, the, actually, the cross-country part was our baseball coach, that was a form of us getting in shape. Huh. That's where the cross-country came in at. Were you uh, more of a Dodgers or an Angels fan growing up? Oh, I was diehard Dodger. Okay. I was diehard Dodger fan. <laughs> I, l- I hear the passion even today. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so you got drafted by the, uh, the Phillies then after graduating high school in the 11th round, but you chose instead to go to, to Tucson there on a baseball scholarship. What made you make the decision to go to college? 
Well, yes. Actually, the Phillies drafted me uh, in the 11th round out of high school. As an 18-year-old kid, at that particular time, you know, we, we did some negotiating and uh, decided my mom actually wanted me to go to college, and uh, we felt that it would be a good opportunity to take a scholarship offer to the University of Arizona under the great tutelage of Coach Jerry Kendall and uh, two assistant coaches, Jim Wing and uh, uh, Stitt. Yeah, Coach oh, yeah. Stitt. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, it was a great opportunity to get some education behind me, and we, we felt that if I got drafted, then, at 18 years old, that it would come again. And uh, that's what we looked at. And I actually, everything worked out great. Great, great time at the University of Arizona. Met a lot of great people, and I wouldn't change it for anything, Dave. Well, yeah, your sophomore year of 1980, um, you know, you, you won the College World Series, and then you play with a lot of big leaguers while in Tucson from Casey Candell and Terry Francona, Craig Lefferts, Ed Vosberg. Um, so which of those guys were you closest to back then, and did you, know, did you stay in touch with them afterwards? Oh, yes. We had a great, great group of uh, guys on that uh, 1980 National Championship team. It was a close-knit group. Uh, I, I kind of stay in touch with uh, Don Hyman, a great, great catcher. You know, in, in, enjoyed the uh, time that I spent with him. Uh, also, Ron Quick, which was our second baseman, you know, I, I talked to him here and there. Actually, recently, what maybe about three years ago, I uh, lost my mom and went back to California and uh, got an opportunity to get with Ron. He and I went out and spent a little time together. Very good. Well, you guys had amazing years in Tucson. Like you said, 1980, you won the series. So let's kind of go through that experience step by step. First, when you first got to Omaha, when you first landed there the first time before the games even started, what was that experience like, like, you know, going through the pep rallies and going through the whole Omaha experience? Wow, that, that was, uh, it was great, Dave. And, you know, that's the ultimate, that's the dream as a college athlete, in particular baseball, is to uh, get to the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, it was all that it said it would be. I mean, whistles and bells and Everything. It's just great atmosphere. Uh, you know, you get the butterflies going through you. You're so excited. And uh, it was just a great time back then, Dave. Well, I'm sure one of your favorite moments of that 80 World Series was you had the game-winning double against Cal, which sent you guys into the uh, title game. So is that the favorite at bat of your entire baseball career? And what was that feeling like when you got that double? I, I would say it was. Uh, and I can kind of remember back then and, just to kind of correct you just a little bit, Dave, uh, it was actually a triple. Oh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't want to sell you short. <laughs> yes, it, it, it was a triple in the gap, left center uh, field gap. Johnny Johnny Moses actually came behind me because I was a leadoff hitter, and uh, we went back-to-back triples. And that was, a, I mean, the biggest hit probably of my career, I would say, in uh, collegiate baseball because that turned the ties in that particular game against Cal, which was a great team. Huh. Do you still have a, a copy of that game? Do you have like a, a VHS of it or anything? You know what? I don't, and uh, I would love to get it. If you have any ties, yeah, we got to try. Please, yeah, 
Please yeah, we, try to get it. We've got to get that for you. All right. Now I'm, I'm going to go on a mission now <laughs> to, to get that. So, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> so what do you remember about the, the final game then of that World Series when you clinched? What was that like? Oh, that was great. Actually, we clinched against uh, Hawaii. We had to beat Hawaii twice because they were undefeated, actually. And uh, we had to play them twice and end up playing them twice and, and beating them twice. Coming from actually coming out of the loser's bracket at that particular uh, World Series, which is nobody. I'll tell anybody, you don't want to follow the loser's bracket yeah. in the College World Series. <laughs> it's a uphill battle. But uh, we persevered. You know, they had the term cardiac cats, and that's what we were. And we battled and battled. There's a great bunch of guys on that team, a lot of heart. And uh, we prevailed, Dave. Yeah, in a big way. That's so cool. Um, and so you were drafted then uh, following 1981. Uh, this time it was the seventh round by Cleveland, so you and your mom were definitely right. You went higher. So what do you remember about, uh, about that draft day? Where were you at, and how did you find out? Well, actually, I was at home. In, in Tucson, Arizona, and we were just waiting around, you know, draft day, like you know most guys do on draft day, exciting, excited, and uh, just kind of waiting. Finally, I got the call. I actually got a call from one team doing the draft, and uh, that team didn't actually draft me. And the Cleveland Indians actually called and, uh, and drafted me. It was actually through the... It was the, what do you call that, the Scouting Bureau, actually. Oh, okay. Is it, it was through the Scouting Bureau. That's actually how I found out Scouting Bureau uh, drafted me in the, in the uh, seventh round in 1981 and uh, started a 13-year professional career after that. Yeah, you did. Well, were you expecting Cleveland to draft you then, or was that, was that a surprise, or were they one of the teams that you were expecting? It, um, it was kind of a surprise because there were some other teams that showed uh, – a lot of interest in me, but you know, baseball, you never know. Yeah. In any sport, really, your teams talk to you and you think, oh, it might be this team, might be that team. And lo and behold, it's a whole different team. So you never know. You just need to be prepared. Were the Royals one of those teams that showed early interest in you in college? or The Royals wasn't really that I can recall hmm. back then. If they did, I don't quite remember because you do hear from different teams. Right, and I really can't recall right now if the Royals did, even though I end up with them sometime later on. Right. Well, we'll get to that here in a little bit, but I want to talk about uh, so 1981 and 1982. You were mainly in Waterloo, Iowa, and uh, so the Royals once had a minor league team there years earlier. So I wanted to ask you, uh, what was it like playing in Waterloo? Uh, what is it actually coming from collegiate baseball, going into professional realm? It's it's definitely different. <laughs> Totally different. It's uh, it's a shocker. You know, you're excited because you know it's professional ball. Uh, in the minor leagues, you don't have the best of everything as far as playing uh, services, facilities, but you know it's uh, livelihood now. And the higher you move, the better it gets. And your goal is to try to make it to the ultimate, and that's the major leagues. Well, 1983 is a year that's hard for me to believe. So you had video game stats. You stole 95 bases. That's correct, right? 95 at Buffalo? Yes, Dave. 95 <laughs> bases in 1983. I, I had to check that stat three or four times to make sure that that wasn't a typo. <laughs> How did you steal 95 bases? That's amazing. Well, 
Actually, I, I say this because I'm a, I'm a God-fearing man, and uh, I give God glory in everything that I do. It was him. God gave me the strength to be able to do what I did. And through him, I was able to uh, steal 95 bases. He blessed me with the athleticism, the speed, and the know-how to, uh, to be able to do it. And all I can say is, to God be the glory. It was done in 1983, 95 bases. That's amazing. Uh, so 1984 and 1985, you were with the now defunct Maine Guides. So I've, I've always been kind of intrigued by that team because they don't exist anymore. What, what was it like playing in Maine? Actually, Dave, I enjoyed Maine. Maine was a great, I thought it was a great place to play. Great people. You met, met a lot of great people there in Maine. And I enjoyed my two seasons in Maine while I was there. So Maine was a good place. Cold, cold early in the season. I mean cold, cold. Wind blowing off the ocean there, Atlantic Ocean. But I enjoyed my time in, in uh, Old Orchard Beach, Maine. Great city to play baseball in. Probably beautiful too, right? Yes, indeed. Beautiful country. Uh, interestingly enough, also, so that second year in Maine in 1985, you briefly were a teammate of the guy who would, you know, you'd later be traded for, Keith Creel. Did you know Keith at all? Oh yes, yes. Actually, uh, Keith was a pitcher, and uh, happened to be I ended up being the uh, player to be named later in the Keith Creel <laughs> deal. So I did uh, know Keith Creel. Yes, indeed, good pitcher. A small world. So, yeah, yeah, you mentioned it. So you were the player to be named later in that trade. So you came over to Kansas City. Uh, what were your initial emotions on being traded away from the team that drafted you to a whole new organization like the Royals? So, I mean, coming from uh, Cleveland to the Royals, like I said, you never know what's going to happen in the course of a year. And uh, the trade, I was excited. I was, I was actually excited that it uh, happened to be Kansas City and a team that, that particular year had won the uh, World Series. Yeah, good timing, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, great timing. I just wish it was a little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it worked out great. It, it, it worked out well. So I was excited to uh, come over to Kansas City and uh, be a part of that great group. Do you uh, remember watching that World Series at all on TV, the 85 one? Yes, yes. I, I saw some of that uh, World Series. Thank God they didn't have instant replay back then, right? For the Royals. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> For our sake. So, uh, so nineteen eighty six, you did your first spring training with the Royals in Fort Myers. What was that uh, old complex in Fort Myers like? Actually, I end up going to minor league spring training that oh. particular year, but we we uh, we did play the major league team, and I uh, actually get. Dick Hauser took interest in me. Had a pretty great, you know, pretty good spring training. And uh, early in that season, I was the first outfielder to be called up during the season. But the facility and it, it was great. We had great, great facility there, and uh, I enjoyed it. Okay, so you were actually in the minor league camp, and then Dick just happened to see you in a game and was like, "Wow, this kid can fly." Was it one of those type of things? Right, the word had had been out already. You know, he he, he knew of me, and uh, word I, you know I word spread, and we happened to play them in a uh, a game, the AAA team against the Major League team, and uh, he liked what he saw. And you know, you have the scout, the, the the scouting report, that goes out, everything's put into play, and when the call, when I received the call, 
I was the first outfielder that they uh, chose to be called up to major leagues. Did you uh, know any guys on the Royals when you first came over? I did. I actually, uh, the year before, actually played with Mike Brewer, which was an outfielder. Yeah, he and I ended up playing in the uh, Cleveland organization the year before, in uh, 85. He had just come over from Kansas City himself. And he actually ended up with me over in Kansas City organization. That was kind of strange. That's right. I remember Mike. I liked him. Um, so, right. so, like you said, you were the first outfielder recalled. The date was April 14th, 1986. Uh, how did you get that call to Kansas City? What was the story? Any you know memorable story that you got? How you got the call? Yes, it, it actually uh, when we broke camp, I uh, I was the leadoff hitter and center fielder for the Triple A team, Omaha Royals. And when we broke spring training, we actually started on the road in Oklahoma City, which was the Triple A team at that particular time for, I believe, the Texas Rangers. Uh-huh. Yep. That, that's who it was. And uh, it was a Friday night. And I'll, I'll never forget the uh, scenario, how it played out. It was a Friday night, first game of the season. That next day, my roommate, which was uh, Theo Shaw, yeah. was a pitcher in the uh, Kansas City organization, uh-huh. we were watching the game that morning, that Saturday, that our early game Saturday in Kansas City. And Lonnie Smith, which was the left fielder in KC, was was uh, ball was hit to left field, and Lonnie actually went back on the ball and had to break back in. And when he planted to break back in, he blew his ankle. And uh, my roommate and I, you kind of looked at each other, and the old Shaw said, "Dwight, you're gone." You kind of looked at each other and went through our mind because what happened was in spring training, I was already told that if anything happened, that Dwight, you would most likely be the first outfielder called up. Huh. And when that happened, not long after that, wasn't very long at all, got a phone call. So Dwight, you have a phone call downstairs. So we're looking at it. And he told me then, he said, you're out of here. <laughs> and I kind of knew because of what happened in spring training and, uh, took the phone call. They said the manager, which was our AAA manager, uh, Bulls, wanted to see me in his room. So went in the room, and he told me, said, Dwight, congratulations. Uh, you deserve to be called up. And, man, the excitement, it was great because that was a dream. As a kid coming up in Los Angeles, California, you know, that was a dream, make it to the major leagues. And God blessed me to uh, finally get that call. They always say your phone call away, and that's what it was. <laughs> so huh. I was excited. Who was the uh, first person you called to tell, your mom? or At that particular time, probably my wife. Oh, okay. At that particular time. <laughs> if I'm recalling, my might my, my, my have been my wife. I can't remember exactly who was the first person. Yeah, it had to have been one of the best days of your life, I'm assuming, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, so let's go through the games then. So you would appear in four major league games, and I want to go through right. them here. So number one was on April 14th at Fenway Park. Now, you came in as a pinch runner for Hal McRae in the top of the eighth, and you would score your only major league run on a single by Steve Bye Bye Balboni. So 
you later get in a bat in that same inning then, too. It was, it was like a 2-2 two to two game, and you guys blew it up into an 8-2 to two game, so you came up and hit. But we'll start off with the, with the running. So, you know, how fast was your heart beating as you, you know, ran to third and came home? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're talking about excitement, Dave. Uh, it was, was actually a uh, sacrifice fly ball is what it was that I scored that first run on. Had to go back and, uh, and tag up. And, you know, you, you, you just playing through your mind, you know, make sure, make sure you don't make a mistake here. Make sure you stay on the base until the ball is caught and then take off. <laughs> you know, with the excitement as a rookie, anything can happen. So uh, that's how I scored my first run was on a sacrifice uh, fly ball. How nervous were you that coming in? Game. Were you real nervous that game? It, it, butterflies. You, yeah. you know, as a, as a professional athlete, you get, you get some butterflies. And uh, I guess you can say a little bit nervous. But I uh, settled down and uh, went and uh, did the job. The uh, at bat, actually, I uh, grounded out to second base in yeah. that particular game. Then they didn't they walk George Brett intentionally too right before you. Let's see, George. Yes, yes, yes. I, I believe they did <laughs> okay. because they were always walking George. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> they were always walking George, and uh, think they might have walked George to uh, get to me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so five days later, then April nineteenth, you're playing at Toronto, and you pinch hit for Angel Salazar in the top of the seventh. You guys were down four to one. I think you fouled out against Doyle Alexander. But what do you remember? You know, what do you remember about that at bat in that day? Yes, I remember that uh, particular bat in, in the old. Uh, Stadium there mm-hmm. in uh, Toronto. I actually uh, popped up, popped up to the infield uh, at that particular bat. I, I remember that. Well, then, so your third big league game was in KC against the Yankees, and this time you got to run for Willie Wilson, which is you know kind of an honor right there, right <laughs> in the bottom of the. Oh eight. yes. <laughs> That that was strange, Dave. You have two uh, guys that can run, and you would never think that you're a run for. We called him Chill. Yeah, that, that was Willie Wilson's nickname. Called him Chill. He was so fast, and uh, you never think who's going to run for Willie Wilson. Nobody. <laughs> but I did uh, pinch run for uh, Willie Wilson in that particular game against the Yankees. I'm kind of uh, bummed out that you didn't get a stolen base with all your. Did, did you ever run like in a pitch that got fouled out or, did, or they got fouled off? Did you ever well, tr- try to run at all? I, I wanted to steal the base, but we had to play on to uh, to bunt. Uh, you know, it is with rookies sometimes when they first get up. Even though, you know, I was known, you know, a known base stealer and a pretty good base stealer. Uh, we had a play there, which was a sacrifice bunt. And, uh, uh, but I wanted to run. <laughs> yeah, I was I was hoping uh, Dick Hauser would give me the uh, the okay to go ahead and steal the base. Yeah, but not at that particular time. Well, you stole a lot of them, so <laughs> you're still good. So then your <laughs> your final big league game then was the next day. It was April 23rd. You guys lost two to one. You pinch ran uh, for Hal McCray this time in the bottom of the eighth, and then um, shortly after that, you got optioned back down to Omaha. So at that point, did uh, did that cup of coffee in the big leagues just make you that much more thirsty for more and more? Oh yes, I definitely wanted to uh, get back to the big leagues. Uh, when I was called into the office, I sit down with with uh, Dick Hauser and 
we had we had a good conversation. You know, he told me some good things, and uh, I was looking to come back sometime either during the season or at the end of the season. But for some apparent reason, it did happen. Well, you you did have a nice remainder that year, though, in Omaha. You stole sixty-seven more bases in Omaha. What sticks out about that first year with uh, with the O Royals? Oh, I enjoyed it. Had a, a pretty pretty good year uh, in Omaha, even though part of the time was spent in the big leagues. I still went back down and led the American Association in stolen bases with uh, 67. So I, I enjoyed that season. How, what do you remember about Rosenblatt? Do you remember those uh, different colored chairs, the blue and the yellow? and the? <laughs> you remember that in the, the seats oh, there? Oh, I, I remember Rosenblatt Stadium. My uh, first taste, actually, of Rosenblatt Stadium before I ended up playing with the uh, Kansas City Royals AAA team was two trips to Omaha right. in the uh, College World Series with the University of Arizona. <laughs> so you have good memories so I was there. familiar with, that, with uh, Rosenblatt Stadium. Yeah. Uh, so 1987, you came back to spring training. Did you feel like you had a pretty good chance of making the team that year? Well... They, they made some changes, and during that particular season, well, actually spring training, it was some talk about me possibly being traded. They had quite a few teams that was interested, and uh, nothing ever actually happened, so I ended up playing the season out in uh, Omaha in 1987. Hmm. Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, a few of your Omaha teammates who were also in Kansas City very briefly, but didn't get to play in the big leagues very long. Uh, you mentioned one. Tell us, what was Mike Brewer like? Oh, Mike Brewer was a was a great guy. He's a big kid, six six, pretty tall, good athlete. He was a Mike was a good athlete, and uh, enjoyed playing with Mike. Great personality, just a just a good guy. Do you remember uh, Bob Hegman very much? Oh, yes. Definitely. I remember old Higman. Yeah, Bob Higman. That's another good guy. Had a bunch of good guys on that team. Bob was a real friendly guy. Do anything for you. Good baseball man, Bob Higman was. How about uh, Rondon Johnson? Yes, Rondon Johnson, our second baseman. Yep. <laughs> yes, indeed. I definitely remember Rondon Johnson. You got uh, switch hitting uh, second baseman. You got a good memory. Yeah, good little player. Yeah. Oh yes. Definitely uh, so. Another middle infielder. You probably remember Jim Scranton. Jim Scranton, definitely shortstop. Great arm. As a matter of fact, I better know Jim because we played uh, at Arizona together, my freshman year. Really, I didn't know that. Yes, actually, my my uh, freshman and sophomore year, Jim Scranton was our shortstop at the University of Arizona. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yes. Uh, one guy, I used to love his mustache. <laughs> Do you remember Jeff Scholes at all? Yes, Jeff Scholes. Yes. We, we, we uh, left-handed, great hitter. <laughs> great hitter. Left-hand hitting uh, outfielder. Yeah, I love the mustache. Yeah, Jeff Scholes. <laughs> and then uh, two more guys. you remember uh, Matt Winters and Luis De Los Santos? Yes, I remember Matt Winters. I remember De Los Santos, if I pronounce that name correctly. Yeah. De Los Santos. You, oh, you did? Yes, there you go. <laughs> yes, I definitely remember both of those guys. Two good hitters also. Two good hitters. Uh, Matt Winters actually come over from the Yankees organization, if I'm recalling right. That's right. I think he did, actually. I think you're right about that. 
Yes. Man, you remember everything. So, um, so before 1988, then, so after 87, you ended up with the Montreal Expos. How did you uh, end up there, and, and was it tough on you leaving the Royals? Well, I, actually, I was a free agent, kind of looking and looking for the place that would fit you best. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's hard to do. And uh, I happened to sign with the uh, Montreal Expos uh, team and, and played in, that was uh, 1988, played in uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis Indians, with the uh, Montreal Expos AAA team. Did you ever have any other uh, near call-ups to the big leagues between 88 and 92? Uh, yes, there was some talk uh, about me going up when I went over to the uh, Atlanta Braves organization. I was actually traded to Atlanta. Uh, that was in 1990. At the beginning of the season, I actually started went back over to Cleveland, actually. And uh, I tell this story here, Cleveland actually traded me twice. <laughs> so I was back with Cleveland in uh, Colorado Springs, AAA. And I was, this is a kind of a funny, funny story. We were on the road playing in Phoenix against the uh, AAA team for the Giants. And we're in the swimming pool, actually, when I got traded. I was told Anna called and uh, got out of the swimming pool, went to the manager's office, and he told me, you know, you've been traded to the Atlanta Braves organization. It's kind of strange. I was traded. I tell people I was traded while I was in the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> That's a great story. And there was some talk about me going up to the major leagues with the uh, Atlanta Braves. Man, that was during uh, the start of their big run there, too. Yes, yes. I'd have been over over there with a at that particular time. I I don't know if Otis Nixon was over there yet or not. I don't know if he had made it over there or or, or not. And yes, he was. I think he did. I love that and guy. Was, he was a friend of mine. We played together in the Cleveland organization. Had been another guy with with speed. Oh yeah, he could. He was a great player. I loved Otis Nixon. Um, so you ended your career then in 1993. You played in the Mexican League, right? Yes, I did. What was that like? Different, a little, little bit different. Good, good baseball, good baseball uh, over in Mexico, which you know that's their their major league uh, teams over there. But uh, you had good players, and you just go over and uh, you're just looking for an opportunity to make it back to the states and. Uh, possibly make it back to the major leagues but uh, i was good baseball well when you look back at your baseball career now i mean do you feel pretty satisfied and do you have peace in your heart knowing you made it to the big leagues oh no i'm, I'm satisfied it's just uh you know any ball player you know wish they could have spent more time in the major leagues but uh you know i'm, I'm blessed god has blessed me uh i have no complaints you know i gave it all i had for you know sometime as you know, Dave, you have athletes or baseball players, I should say, since we're talking baseball, that you know can play you know, five, ten years in the major leagues, but sometimes you get caught in a numbers game and uh, it don't happen. Not that you can't play in the major leagues. You know, it just happens that way. But I enjoyed the time that I was there. and you know, I just thank God for the opportunity. How did you like playing for Dick Hauser? I enjoyed it. You know, Dick was a, uh, had a quiet demeanor. 
was a great baseball man. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed uh, playing for Dick Hauser. Have you uh, ever been back to Kansas City since you left? Yes, I, I did. Back in sometime in the uh, late 90s or early 2000s, did get a chance to go back. It was for business. It uh, wasn't to go back, you know, with the Royals as far as the uh, team. It was just on uh, some business. So you've never been back to a, to the stadium since then, huh? No, no. I got a chance to see it, you know, when I did go back for that uh, visit. Oh, okay. You know, so I didn't, go in, I didn't go inside, but I hadn't, hadn't uh, been back for a game or anything like that yet, at least. Yeah, we got to bring the family up here and show them, your, show them your old stomping ground someday. Oh, yeah. That would be great. That would be great. Um, so two more questions. And which, uh, which Royals besides Mike Brewer were you kind of closest to while you were with the Royals organization? Uh, I would say uh, Mike Kingery, uh, Theo Shaw. Mike Kingery had a nice uh, big league career, didn't he? Oh, he did. It turned out to have a, a, a nice career. That was great. Well, what would you like to say to uh, Royals fans listening in, in closing? You know, What would you like to kind of tell them? In, in my closing, I would like to say thank you, Royal fans, for all your support. You have a great organization there. And remember, hang in there with them. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, it's tough sometimes. <laughs> We've been in a slump for, I mean, heck, you know, we we haven't been back to the the playoffs since you were here. I mean, 85. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a long time. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I like what you say, though. We'll keep the faith, and hopefully we'll be back there someday. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks so much for all your time. Oh, sure, Dave. My pleasure. Stay in touch, and uh, we'll definitely have to get you back up here one of these days. And uh, lunch is on me when you're back in KC. There you go. That's great. You have my number now? Yeah, for Just sure. Just give me a holler. Sounds good. You as well. Take care. Okay. Be blessed. Bye-bye.